Welcome to the Healing Begins program. My name is Pastor Gail Crock, and I'm glad you're listening. The program tonight is sponsored by Family Tree Medical of Hastings, Michigan. As I was coming to work today, I was thinking about what I would talk about tonight on the radio, and what came to my mind is there's a lot of people living in this life that are probably wondering, why am I here? Why am I on the planet? Why was I born? And they're searching for identity, and they're searching for purpose in life. And we're living in a world today where everything seems to be spinning all around as it regards to that. And so I was just thinking about all that in my earlier years when I was pastoring in my first church years ago. I remember going to the hospital to pray for a gentleman who was in intensive care. And so I came in and was sitting down and I was talking to him and he says to me, he says, I wonder if the Lord would ever take me back. And I said, well, what are you talking about? And he goes, well, years ago, I felt the Lord called me to be a preacher, but he said, I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to go into the ministry because I loved the money that I was making and I loved what I was doing. So I said no to the Lord and just kept doing what I was doing. And he said, do you think the Lord would ever forgive me? I says, absolutely the Lord would forgive you. He would love to have you back. He loves you so much. So I prayed with him. He rededicated his life to Christ. And it was a, a week or so later, he passed on and went home to be with the Lord. And it's so sad many times in life. People will grow up in an area, live in an area, die in an area, and that cycle of life continues for years and for generations. And I've always had the question, did they really fulfill the God-given purpose for why God created them? It's always been in the question of my mind. And you might be saying, I don't know. You don't know what I've done. You don't know where I've been. You don't know what I've been through. And I'm like, well... It really doesn't matter because if you're alive and you're able to listen to me and you're on the radio with me tonight or this morning, whenever this is airing, that your life, God's plan still exists for you and all you got to do is come back to him and ask him to begin to reveal to you uh, what his plan is for your life. You know, there's a scripture in Joel 2.25 verse A which says, I will repay you for all the years the locusts have eaten. So many times people come in and come through ministry and they get healed up and they've got a past. They've got things they've been through. They've been through hard times. They've been through hardships. They went down a lifestyle of sin and, and it just seems there's been, like, there's been a, like a path of destruction in their life in the past. And I say to them, the good news is, is that the Lord has healing for you. The Lord wants to touch you. He wants to heal you. He wants to restore you. And he wants to make your misery, eventually, your ministry down the road. God loves doing that, you know. And that reminds me of Romans 8.28, which says, All things work together for good to those that love God and are called according to his purpose. God has a way of bringing good out of the bad, bringing life out of death, and his promises are still available for you and for me. So don't think that your life is over, that you're too old, or you've done too many things that God can't 
take your life and use it for an amazing purpose. You know, Isaiah 118, I love the scripture. It says, though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white like wool. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be white like snow. So there's nothing you've done, nothing you've been through that God can not only forgive, but wipe that stain away off your life. And so you were created for a reason and a purpose, and you were created by God, and he knew about you before you were born. I love this scripture in Psalm 139, verses 13 through 18. It says, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast are the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of the sand. When I awake, I am still with you. And this scripture has always amazed me. Always. Because... This scripture tells me that in heaven there's a book about you and me and in it is written all the good things that God wants to do in our life. In it is written God's plans and God's purposes for you and for me. But I also know that somebody else has a book. Satan has a book and his book is all about John 10.10. The thief cometh to kill steal and destroy. That's the enemy's plan for you and for me. But God's plan is for good, and he has a plan. And as we come to know the Lord, the Lord will begin to unveil his plan for us, and he'll unveil it to us. You know, the Bible even says that God plans the very places that you and I will live. It says in Acts 17, 26, that he sets the times and the places where they should live. So God, in his foreknowledge and his destiny, sets even the very places, the very country, the very towns in which we are living. Now, that'll blow your mind, you know. When I go across seas and I'm in Costa Rica and I'm working on La Carpio on the garbage dump, I think the only difference between them and me is the place that I was born in. That is the only difference. Now, that will boggle your mind right there. But God knows you. He loves you. He has a plan for you. And he has designed something very special for you to do. And at Spiritual Care, we like to go back to the original design that on your life, there is a design. And you may have been through a lot in your life. But as a friend of mine used to say, Kim Clement, he would say, I see you in the future, and you look much better than you do right now. I kind of like that. And so when we minister to people or when I minister to people, I ask the Lord to show me not who they are today, but Lord, who did you create that person to be, and what do you have for them? And all I'm saying for you listening today, God has a plan for you that he wants you to discover. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, I know the plans I have for you, declareth the Lord, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. 
And you know, God's hope and God's future is sitting there for you. I mean, there's nothing better in life than knowing that you're doing what God had destined you to do before the foundations of the earth. And a lot of times the plans of God and the purposes of God run along the lines of the things that you desire to do, the things that you love to do. You know the scripture that says, God will give you the desires of your heart. Well, he'll give you those desires because he put those desires in your heart in the first place. And so know that God has amazing plans for you. Then going on and talking about the plans of God, which are so important. I love the scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 7 through 9, which says, But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. I love this scripture. It starts out by saying, we have this treasure in jars of clay. Jars of clay because God made Adam and Eve from the dust of the ground. So a clay jar is very fragile. Treasure is the Greek word mysterion, which is all about God's secret purposes and plans for our life before we were born. If you know why God has put you on the planet and you're beginning to understand what he has for you to do, what your assignment is and what your mission is, that assignment, mission, and purpose can take you through about anything you could go through in this life. But I think the problem is simply this. Many people don't know their mission. They don't know what God's plan for them is. And there may be a number of you listening today, you might not even know if you're right with God. Well, Jesus invites you into a relationship with him. The Bible says, Seek and ye shall find. Ask and it will be given to you. Knock and the door will be opened. It's time we begin to say, God, what do you have for me? Why did you create me? Why am I here? And all I want to say to you today is simply this. You are not a mistake. God loves you. He has a plan for your life. You're not a mistake. And God has something for you to do. Then I love in the same chapter, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 16 through 18, it says, Therefore, we do not lose heart. Why? When you see a therefore, you got to go back to look at why it was there. What came before this is we have a treasure in jars of clay. So knowing that I have a treasure that God has given me in my life, there and you, you have a treasure too. You may not feel like it, but you do. Therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. And boy, isn't that the truth. Every morning you get up, as you get older, you realize, wow, I, I feel like I'm stiff or you're not as young as you used to be. But yet when, when, I, when I think about doing the purposes and plans of God, I get excited and I feel young on the inside. But when I look in the mirror, I realize that I'm over 61 years old. Then verse 17, it says, For this light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. And I used to say, man, light and momentary? 
when I am going through a trial, when I am going through a struggle, it does not seem light and it does not seem momentary to me. But in the light of eternity, as we look back after we get to heaven, everything we went through on earth will be worth it. And everything we went through on earth, every hard time compared to eternity will seem light and momentary. You know, we live on this earth maybe 70, 80, 90, 100 years, but when we die and go to be with the Lord, that's eternity, and eternity never ends. So it says in verse 18, So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, and what is unseen is eternal. I constantly have to remind myself on a day-to-day basis, that I need to keep my eyes fixed on eternal things. You see, this world and everything in it someday will burn up, but what God has will stand forever. And so you're important. God's plan for you is important. Your life's important. You might not feel very important. I have met young people that felt like they were worthless, that they didn't amount to much that God did not have a plan for them. And I have to tell them, look, you guys got your whole life ahead of you. God has an amazing plan for your life. You know, it says in the book of Jeremiah, and I love this scripture, Jeremiah 33, 3, call to me and I will answer you and tell you great unsearchable things you know not of. How many of you want to know what you don't know? How many of you would like to know the great and the unsearchable things you do not know? You know, the Bible says it is the Holy Spirit that searches the deep things of God. And it is the Holy Spirit that makes things known to us. So if you want to find out what your treasure is, ask yourself, what is the very thing that you love to do? What makes you excited? What is the very thing that when you do it, it gives you life, it gives you energy, it gives you joy, you know, and look at that. It's also good to talk to people that are wise. So in other words, it's good to find someone who's godly and say, you know, what do you see in my life? Uh, What do you think uh, I'm good at? And, And other people can affirm what they see God doing in your life. And the other thing that it's good to do is go to prayer and ask the Lord, Lord, why have you created me? What is your plan? What is your purpose? Please show me. You know, I want to say this about the plans and the purposes of God. Many times the plans and the purposes of God, I don't know if you've ever went on a trip before we had Garmin's and GPS uh, that we can put in the car, we would travel with a map that's all folded up, right? And you'd have your route on that map all marked out. Well, when you're driving with a map like that, you only unfolded a fold at a time. And then as you're going on your trip, the map, you unfold the map. Life is like that. God's plan is like that. As you walk with him, he unfolds what he has for you and what he has you to do one step at a time. Take me, for example. When the Lord first called me to follow him and to walk with him, I didn't know that what that meant. When I was a young boy of, of seven, I didn't know what that meant. 
Then when I got to about 19, I realized, oh my goodness, God wants me to go into the ministry and be a pastor. Oh no. And then I kind of ran from that and I finally came back to that. And I thought, well, God wants me to be a pastor of evangelism and discipleship. That's what God wants. Then as I got going as a pastor, I kind of got bored of that. And I said, Lord, I want to I'd really like to do something more than, than just pastor these few uh, 40 people. And then the Lord put me in a hospital, and, and I began to do the hospital work and the chaplaincy work and go in there and work with people that have been through all kinds of trauma and pain and hurt in their life. You know, a lot of those people, I remember meeting this grandma. She said, oh, you, would you please pray that God would take me home to heaven I said, I can't do it. She goes, there's no purpose for me being on this earth anymore. And I said, really? I said, can you pray? And she said, yes. I said, well, maybe part of your purpose is to pray, to pray for me, to pray for your loved ones, to pray for your family, to pray, pray, pray. And she goes, well, I never thought about that. And no one thinks about that very much. And then I remember working with a guy where he wrote his first book at 100 years old. Can you believe it? And he wrote his second book at 102 years old. I mean, this guy was full of purpose. His name was Bert. Uh, he would cruise around in the assisted living facility on his little scooter, wheelchair type thing. And then one day he was in the hospital and I went to see him. And I said to him, hey, how you doing? He says, well, I'm going to be going home to be with the Lord soon. And I said, well, how do you know that? And he said, the reason I know is because the angel of the Lord came into ER last night and said, Bert, you're going to be going home to be with the Lord soon. And then he died about, uh, I think, six months later. And you know, his purpose was fulfilled. And he was a great guy, full of purpose, all the way through to 103 years old. Then if you look in the Bible with, with guys like Moses and Aaron, we see that when their purpose was complete, they died and went home to be with the Lord. And then recently I'm um, reading about the life of Joseph. Man, if you want to talk about a, a guy that been through some hard times, it's Joseph. You know, he starts off the favorite child and his daddy uh, makes him a coat of many colors, which is absolutely beautiful, which his brothers hate. Then he has these dreams that his mom and dad and his brothers would all bow down to him, and he's all excited, telling them about God's purpose for his life. And they're like, man, we can't stand Joseph. And then the day that Joseph was going to go out and check on his brothers who was tending the flocks, they decided to get rid of him. So they threw him in a pit, and he took his coat of many colors, and they they dipped it in the blood of an animal and told his father he was dead and he sold him into slavery. While well, he found himself in slavery, he was in Potiphar's house. And in Potiphar's, you see, in all this time, God's plan was at work. And I'm not done here. He's in Potiphar's house doing really well until Potiphar's wife decides to try to make a pass at him. And so he runs away, leaving his coat in her hands. And she said, well, he tried to make a pass at me. So unjustly, he's thrown into prison. So he's in prison, and God gives him favor with the, um, with the warden of the prison. And while in prison, he interprets a dream of the cupbearer and the baker. 
And when they get released from prison, um, their dreams come true. And the cupbearer says, I'm going to remember you, Joseph. I'm going to remember you. But you know what? The cupbearer totally forgot about Joseph for two years until Pharaoh had a dream he couldn't interpret. And then the cupbearer remembered Joseph. And Pharaoh called for Joseph out of prison. And Joseph um, interpreted his dream. By the way, I'm going somewhere with this. And overnight, he went from the prison to the palace and became second in command in Egypt and began to store up food for seven years because seven years of famine were coming. And all of this was in God's great plan. Now listen to this. So when the famine hits, his brothers are in a different part of the country and they got to have food. And so they heard there was food in Egypt and his brothers had no clue that it was Joseph, their brother, who they sold into slavery, that was now in charge of all the food. And when they came to get food, Joseph recognized them, but they didn't recognize him. And then they were asking him for food and that they needed supplies. And he asked, how's your father doing? He's doing well. So long story short, all of Joseph's years of trial were, were training and preparation for a bigger picture with what God had him do. And God used Joseph to provide for his family in a time of famine and hardship. So you might be going through some things right now. God never loses anything that we go through. He uses it all for his honor and for your glory. I don't know what you've been through. All I know is this is God has a plan that if we'll trust him, and walk with him, God will see us through. Then in the end, everything was restored back to Joseph. He had a wife. He had children. He got to see his dad. He got to take care of his brothers. And what his brothers meant for bad, God meant for good. And it was all a part of the bigger plan of God. Sometimes you don't know everything. And you're not for sure what God's up to and what he's doing. But I'm telling you something you are here for a reason, for a purpose. You are created, you are unique, and you are loved by God. Lord, I pray for all those that are under the sound of my voice today. Lord, maybe they don't feel like you've got a plan for them, or maybe they feel like they're too old. What would God have for me? Lord, I pray that you would not only give people new hope, but I pray that you would also give people new vision to see what you have for them. And I pray you would also give them new strength to go forward in the things that you have them to do and to walk by faith even when they can't see their way ahead. Lord, it's so important that people know that you love them, that they're not a mistake, and that you have a plan for their life in the name of Jesus. Amen. I want to thank you for joining me for this program, Healing Begins. And remember, you're here for a reason and a purpose. God bless you.